0: Hey y'all, we're a few minutes late, but we are on and we are live. I got a free, uh, few shout outs I'm going to do before we get started with tonight's conversation on mental health and therapy. Thank you.
1: Can
2: y'all see me? I ain't nobody came in yet. Yeah, I can't
0: you. see you Yeah, we can't see you, Dre. I think
1: you got
3: the
4: repositioned, hey, Yeah, the ones You're hey, have to have a okay. <laughs> oh,
0: mm-hmm. you. Okay. I don't you. all right right, going to it. Yeah, roll that up, online. Okay. I, mean, mm-hmm. I
1: guess for me, it's different I can do. They
4: were like, oh, hell yeah,
0: no. <laughs> like, tagging a few people. Yeah, we it out, y'all. you <laughs> Y'all make sure the door is locked, somebody. Mm-hmm. What Are you over there in the cooler? It's no. You can get one for 10 or you. I'll go ahead and let you get the special 3 for 21. I'm good. Okay, so I don't what are you want for 10. I'm trying to give you a deal, but okay. That's what you want. Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. I can't see who's watching right now. Um, but before we get started, first off, um, I want to say thank you to my lovely sponsor, Anisha. Let me adjust the camera 1st off. Right. Oh, I thought I was looking
1: at me and this AJ. That ain't gonna look like AJ.
0: Look AJ. <laughs> okay, that's my yeah, lovely yeah, sponsor, yeah. Anisha, <laughs> owner of Crimey Boutique and uh, Partners in Grime. Yeah, um, so I got a couple guests tonight. Uh, I got Nick Moore in the house of Infinity Cuts and Clippers. His address is 2211 Bessemer Road, Birmingham,
3: Alabama, 35208. Nick, you want to tell us about your barbershop? Yes, I could have more than one barbershop. Could at two, two, 2211 Bessemer Road down here at Five Points Mini Mall Shopping Center. Come check me out. I also could at Western Hills Mall at Clippers. You can catch me there on Mondays and Sundays. All right, thank you, Nick. Nisha, you, sure you want to say
0: something about Crown e. Boutique sales, the sale that's online today?
1: And we have a sale online, buy one get one 50% off. Um, and also after this live, you can join my live for a live sale. Okay. And also look out because my site for my cleaning service will be dropping either Friday night, no I'm lying to y'all, either Friday afternoon or <laughs> Monday morning.
0: Okay, so y'all look out for Partners in Grind and make sure you watch the site that's going to be dropping. I also got perfect time, taxes in the house. Martise, Martise is going to actually give us an update on the stimulus checks because I haven't got mine yet and I wanted my $600 to invest, reinvest back in my business. So he's going to um, come up here and give us an update on um, taxes, when, um, when the store is filing, and the stimulus checks because I want my money.
4: I don't now. Yeah, I do, I'm going to be quick, I just want to in my opinion, I think you shouldn't start filing your taxes until February 12th. That way, they might get us passing the third stimulus, which would be like $1,400 of the 2000 right? And if you had kids, you can get the first stimulus and the second stimulus for the kids, all right? Which is a total of like 600 five, eleven hundred $5, $1,100, all right? So you can file that on your taxes. If you didn't get your, uh, stim- your second stimulus yet, you can file that on your taxes and get that as a return, all right? So that's big information that you can get. So definitely come back and file your taxes this year. If you need, come see me at 2206, 31st Street, Inslee, with Perfect Time Taxes. Come ask for Martise, all right? If you have any more information that you need to know, go to perfecttimetaxes.com and go to the calendar, give your free consultation, and I'll give you an update on any information you need, all right?
0: I also got Dre professions in the house, um, who? Dre's <laughs> professions in the house located at thirty-one twelve five Points Road in Beanie Leak Suites. So just go in there and ask for Dre, the, the barber, did I say that right? Um, Dre, did <laughs> you want to tell us about, uh, Dre is who was in the background last week's
2: podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was acting up, but y'all enjoyed him or whatever. So, Dre, do you want to introduce? No, on the fountain. How about that? He the fountain. So, y'all just got to see Dre in five points at B-Leaks Sweets. I'll see him. He cut hair good. Nick cut hair good. Y'all going to see him. And last but certainly not least, I got activity in the house, y'all know that's my yeah, other business. Yeah. So um, I was only doing the happy hour special from 5:30 to 7:30. But if you pull up at 2218 31st Street ensley I'll go ahead and give you the 3 for 21 specials. Um, the flavors that I have today are coco Passion, Crown Me, Get Loose, Lethal Weapon in Paradise. You can get three for 21 until about 9 30 tonight if you pull up it's pick up only i'm not delivering tonight um but if you pull up you can get that some people have already pulled up and got their specials um but yeah y'all can end back box me for the rest of the weekend but they'll be back to regular price one for 10 to three for 25 okay all right so with that being said we're going to jump into our topic tonight which is mental health and therapy I okay, we'll be waiting on you, Akilah, is usually here, we miss you, so before we get started on tonight's topic, um, we're actually going to start um, talking about, oh. yeah, so, before we actually start um, with tonight's podcast topic, um, me and Nisha, we're starting a YouTube channel entitled Queens Us, And a lot of um, the things that we're gonna be talking about is gonna be m- mainly business tips and how to um, progress in business as you go. We're also doing different reviews on business. So if you wanna send your stuff to us or bring it by the store so that we can review it. Um and give you a shout out, you can bring those things to 2218 or 31st real. or mail 31st street ensley Birmingham, Alabama, three five two zero eight. Um what else we gonna be talking about? When on um, the
1: Queen's R Us YouTube channel. Okay.
0: Next week, we have a man getting seen.
1: Yes. I don't know about this. And once again, like she said, we review your products. If I purchase a product for you or you send me a product, I do review it the week of. So, like, if you gave me a product today, I will review it on Monday. That's the best time, like, reviewing the products. Y'all, Hey, Tony. But, but, oh, and Tony will be here next no, Tony will be here Saturday too. So if y'all need some coochie soap, if y'all need some coochie tea, all the coochie stuff, Tony will be here with
0: it. Yoni Saturday. pops, Yoni
1: pops, she'll have them here Saturday.
0: And Tony will be here Saturday too as well. I'll be here. We have a private party also. If you want to rent the um, uh, yeah, the boutique to have a private, private small party. party, no more than twenty people, um, you can rent it out for right now. Um, uh, we'll. Take the limit off the people once COVID 19 regulations moved.
1: Yeah. So we have a private party this Saturday, I forgot. So I'm gonna get the mic back. Somebody's outside, somebody's outside. <laughs> Go Can y'all not let them in? Did he get his um, green apple <laughs>
0: that? <stuff? laughs> Josh. Oh okay. Did he get his green <laughs> <little> apple? <laughs> okay, y'all, so Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all also go to the yes, you know, yes, uh, page yes, and also um, we're gonna jump into the mental health. Last week we talked um, and basically how to take care of yourself, self love, and how to create your boundaries. A lot of a lot of mental health is self care, boundaries, and that's how you actually gain your power back. Go at those, AJ. Um and actually learning yourself. Sometimes uh-huh. mental health involves getting your mindset right. Some mental health disorders are um, more progressive than others. And some, you know, you can kind of work on yourself depending on basically what level you are or how long you've been dealing with it. Or sometimes really how long have you acknowledged it. So, by um, a show of hands in the room, how many people have dealt with some form of mental disorder or know someone in your family that has dealt with it? Okay, Nick, what kind of
3: um, mental disorder have you or someone in your family dealt with? I've been diagnosed with post traumatic stress disorder since 2013. I'm gonna use for that. <clears throat> yeah. You got PTSD? Yeah, yeah I have well, been diagnosed with PTSD since 2013, 2014. Okay. How do you deal with it? One day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. At a time. You know nobody care about you more than you. Are you on any meds? You don't mind me asking. No, unless <laughs> uh, ask yeah, you count cannabis. Yeah, That is my med. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Huh? Cannabis work for you?
1: Hell yeah. yeah. I'm asking because, listen, like, when, my anxiety is, like, terrible. So they gave me everything, like, stoned off, um, stools. So. Steril yeah, yeah. You still got some more? They gave me all of that stuff. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh,
3: shit. But it's like it the total opposite. It, I feel like it made me worse. And so
1: mm-hmm. sometimes I was like,
3: just hit a little, You know, what you got to do? You deal with a lot of paranoia? When I was on the medicine? try. Edibles. Try edibles. Try changing up the way you consume it. Because smoking marijuana can increase your... Of, of things
1: going on see, around I never,
3: you, right. like, I never smoked before. Like, I never smoked
0: Like, Have you ever tried CBD? Yeah. Because CBD also has benefits. Separate components. It's, it's not, not, it's, it's it's you not the you same break, high is. as cannabis, because CBD <laughs> don't really get you high, but it does relax.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm right. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so i need to
2: try
3: Yeah, stay so, off the man-made medicines, research. Try something that, yeah, that works for you. That uh, research. And yeah, changing up the way you consume cannabis always helps because smoking for everybody. Yeah. So they have not legalized
0: cannabis, so we are not promoting drug use. Not
5: at all. But you
3: know you cannabis have, isn't a drug. If it helps you, learn, but we are not we are not promoting drug use, okay?
0: Um, so, anybody else deals with mental disorders or someone in their family with a mental
1: disorder?
0: What if we deal with somebody in our family? They don't even know they're dealing
3: with Well, sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes that's true.
4: Yep. Because we don't acknowledge it. So, yeah. it just depends on what it is. I'll read my hand for that one. So, I mean, smoking probably does help. I know a lot of people. But, exercising is definitely helpful. Going for a nice long walk or a jog is right. helpful. I promise the next day you'll feel relaxed. Yeah. So I don't want to just promote You know, everybody just promote me, promote exercising. I promote writing. Huh? I don't, I don't. Writing helps, <laughs> getting your thoughts out.
3: Yeah, because everything I want to say to somebody, I just write it in. Once, like the next day someone, I might go
1: read it, I'm like, damn, i so glad I said <laughs> that.
0: Man. And sometimes it does really help so writing and get it out. Even if is you have to write a, it down and yeah. burn it. Or whatever, at least you got it out. Because it went, you know, you didn't say it to the person that you was mad at. And sometimes you don't need to say it when your anxiety is up or something's wrong. Like you have to actually take the time to calm down before you actually say some words out loud. Um, what helps with my anxiety though? I love hearing my mama's voice with my anxiety up. I don't want her to know nothing wrong. I just want to call her and hear her voice and it's not about I again mean, your mama voice that actually comes through and you'll ah! why are you laughing. <laughs> <I
4: ain't
0: calling laughs> <to God.
4: laughs> if you write to <laughs> yourself, if you write to yourself, that do that mean that you're you like talking to yourself so you get to read what you wrote? You know, I don't write to
1: of, myself, I write
4: to God. You write to God? Okay. So it's like my
1: moment I have even if I'm in the bathtub but I can't like put wet paper
0: so and I'm just And some people say talk to yourself. i so you have to go out from everybody yeah. and then deal with yourself basically. That's So, and one of the newfound things that I found that that really, really works, I don't know if y'all seen the weighted blanket or whatever, you can get them from like 12 pounds and up. That weighted blanket is like heaven on earth. Um, And what it does is basically, you know, it, it's kind of like a heavy bean bag type and what it does is basically if you're having like an anxiety attack and you get that um that blanket, what it will actually do is kinda of like make it feel like somebody's like cuddling you because that weight is on top of you and it actually calms you. Well you Huh? Well, I don't know, I'm not class well, I'm not claustrophobic in that sense. it's just a blanket. So it just isn't So what
1: you say, this is like that? The
0: the blanket they sell them in Walmart and they go from twelve pounds and um and the blanket is just like a regular blanket but it's weighted and that weight on top you know how like you may like to cuddle with your man or whatever or me and y'all like to coat it with your woman when something's wrong that weighted blanket is basically you put when you put it on top of you it makes it feel like somebody's cuddling you and it gives you that sense of calmness mm-hmm. and it actually helps with anxiety like that's that's really the only gift i wanted for christmas um or whatever so that heel was the best thing like anybody ever gave me. The am on the crazy days. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't wanna deal with myself. That weighted blanket. You know, after I take a shower, right in the bed, and I pull them covers up, and that um, you a that weighted blanket. <laughs> you, that's basically what it feels like—a hood. Like somebody is actually like hugging you, and then you know you can just you can get tired, of, you can put it off, and yeah. you okay like Kima. You can her some drink specials.
1: So while you're doing that, I'm going
0: to tell y'all my experience.
2: So,
1: this is my experience with anxiety. I would fall asleep. I have a panic attack. Like you know how you feel yourself dozing. So I have a panic attack, and the paramedics had to come, give me oxygen, you know, all of that stuff. So one day, yes, it was crazy. One day they gave me Zoloft first. I took the Zoloft. In. However, it didn't work. So I was dozing, and I would be just like this on the front, on the living room. The couch because I wouldn't lay in the bed because I know I'm gonna fall asleep if I lay down. So I would sit on the couch, so I'm dozing, and I get up and I got on a t-shirt. It's pouring down rain, and I just walk outside like nothing happened. So i scared. My mom and my cousin took me to the hospital or and um, she was like, "Your ass about to get this medicine that the house gave the game because I haven't I didn't sleep, so they gave me Vistaril. So it to me, it's just a higher dose of Benadryl, and they gave it to me." Sh- it not, I couldn't. You know how you do it? No, it knocked me out, and I slept so freaking long. But how I dealt with it. now, when I always tell y'all, when y'all try to tell me something gray or something that's not black, that's why y'all always see me in black, because you might not know I'm nervous or panicking, but if I have on something gray or red or any kind of bright color, I will be wet as hell, because I'm sweaty, so now I can sweat real bad, or my hands be real gritty and wet, so yeah, it's crazy.
3: Or epilepsy? Probably me.
1: <laughs> no, I don't have seizures, but I suppose I have a sleep study done because something goes on in my sleep. Okay. And like sometimes I wake up for air and different—it's crazy. Like needing air, like or coughing real bad. Like sometimes it's like I've been like, swallowed the air that I'm supposed to like exhale. Still it still mm-hmm. happens,
0: so it's crazy. So I'm normally up. Okay. I you I'm always tired because I try to stay up because I'd rather be up. Yeah. No. Okay. So I'm gonna call. I also have my sister deals with. Um, she's gonna tell you more about the things that she deals with. I'm gonna. She couldn't be here tonight because she was just getting off work, um or whatever, but I'm gonna actually call her in, and she's gonna share um, her experience with dealing with mental illness and, um, yeah, hold on, Karen. She's gonna share her, you know? okay. All right, talk to you It's nice for you too. It's past their curfew, so they're
3: going
0: to get home to their girlfriends and wives. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for telling <laughs> So, um, Carolyn is going to um, actually tell us her, um, his order that she deals with and how she deals with it and how long she's going to, um, she's been dealing with it. So, Carolyn, um, we're on Cocoa Experience. This is my sister. Um, This is my sister, and um, you can go ahead and just introduce yourself and start telling everybody um, about what you deal with and how long you've been dealing with. Okay. The dogs, can you hear me? Because your phone was going in and out. Can
5: you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. My name is Carolyn Harris, and I'm Dominique's sister. Um, I'm 41 years old, and I have a lot of diagnoses, but. The major diagnosis that I have is bipolar manic depression. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's some of the health conditions that cause extreme smooth swings with emotional highs. Um, I've been dealing with this since I was like eighteen years old and as I began to go to life it got worse. Mm-hmm. At some point, sometimes it I got better. But um for like the last couple of years I've been pretty much okay. I've had my ups and downs, but it's really a lot to deal with. Um, especially if you don't take your medicine as um you're told to do so. Um, because there were times when I would take my medicine and then I felt really good yes, so I would stop taking my medicine. But when I stopped taking my medicine, if I had any little things to um, agitate me or irritate me, I took the time for the worst. Um taking the time for the worst means like having suicide thoughts, um suicide Um, over the years, a lot of times, like, I know for two years straight, I used to hear a lot of voices telling me to kill myself, kill people. And one time I had plighted to kill my family, everybody but my niece. Um, I've been hospitalized on several different occasions throughout my life for trying to take my life. So, mental illness is really, is really real. You know, they smile, they play a lot and you would think, okay, they got it all together. But that's just a cover up because inside they could be hurting, they could be dealing with something and that's why it's always important to me, you know, to get a chance get a get a chance to know people and talk to them to see what they what they're going through. Um anyone that's dealing with depression i say if you are prescribing is take your medication I myself i take 10 medications a day and that's just depression medicine. um it's a lot of medication um when you first start taking it you know it it has you like in this zombie mode but once you get used to it you pretty much can go and so Right now, I'm, I'm doing well. I mean, I, I have my, you know, downtime sometimes, but I'm a firm believer in God, so I pray. I take my medicine, and before I take my medicine, I pray over my medicine also because um, the medicine has side effects, too, and sometimes the medicine can be, be more hurt than help. so that's why I pray over my meds. Okay. We got a couple questions uh, that people want to
0: ask
1: because I can't even tell you the medicine that I was taking but I stopped taking it so they gave me the medication so that I could focus and um, I felt like it wasn't working do you have to take the medicine for like a long period of time or is it a mental thing?
5: Um, No actually sometimes when they give you the medication it actually doesn't work so it's like it's like they you have to like if you need to prescribe your medicine, and the medicine doesn't work, you should be able to go back to your doctor and say, "Hey, this doesn't work." Because it was some meds that they did prescribe me; it didn't work. It was sometimes where meds did work, but once my system got adjusted to it, it stopped working, and so they had to find something else for me to take that would work. And and even that med would work for so long because, like I said, I've been dealing with this since I was 18. So once your body get adjusted to it, it stops working. But yeah, if you get a medicine that they prescribe to you and it doesn't work, you probably should have tried another med. Okay, and this is another
1: thing because people are so judgmental. You know, like when I started taking medication, they would say, "Girl, you're so crazy for taking medicine. You should just pray." So I heard you say I pray over my medicine and like that just made me feel so good. So listen, do you think like, hey, take the medicine and pray with the medicine or like listen, when they're like, oh, you should just pray, you know, forget the medicine. How do you feel about this?
5: Take all this and I was just like, yeah, they was like, you just should pray. You yeah, know, I believe one healer, but the medicine assists with helping you stay well and in your right mind. And you are so right. People are so judgmental. And I, I the fact that people, trust me, I myself know God is a healer. But along with God, you need that med to help you. Because, yeah, I was a believer in God and didn't take my meds. And I ended right up in the ward, months at a time, for trying to take my life. taking your pills, drinking Clorox, having plans. So, me, I used to be in a point where at first I used to be scared to tell people, hey, I take meds. But as I began to, you know, grow and see that the meds was putting me in a better situation, I wasn't ashamed of telling people about my condition because I have more than one mental condition. But I've been I, I stopped being ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I tell people, I give people my outlook on things and but sometimes I do tell people, like some people be in situations and they say, I need to take some medicine just to keep me calm. Well, if you don't really have a mental illness and you're really not depressed, I say don't be on the meds. Because the meds will make you make you crazy because one time I was taking a med um, called Paxil and it, it increased my suicide thoughts. I told y'all. So, <laughs> I just told them about the meds and I was on Paxil. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Paxil increased my suicide thoughts because they didn't know Like, all of a sudden, I'm taking this Paxil, and I just, like, wanted to die every day. And so when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, it's Paxil that's doing this. So they took me off Paxil, and they put me on another bed. And so when they put me on that bed, I was doing great. So that's why I say pray over your medicine, because some of the medicine actually does do, do more hurt than help.
0: Uh, you definitely have to do your research. Um, My personal opinion is I do think that if you don't try to take the medicine, I do think that uh, untreated depression can have more, more consequences than not taking the medicine. So I definitely think that you have to find out what works for you. And if you're taking something that um, is not working for you, that you definitely have to be in communication with your uh, doctor, psychiatrist, and tell them um, that that's not working so you won't put yourself in a worse situation. And yeah, even sometimes if you, you know, you're having all these crazy thoughts and you scared to talk to somebody, you may not have to tell your family member, but you need to call that doctor or psychiatrist and actually let them know what's going on so they can get you on the right medicine. Yeah, I need to yeah
5: you're absolutely right about that. And another thing when you're taking depression is, You can't, your your doctor and the psychiatrist just can't pull you off because I'm telling you, you will take a turn for the worst. You have to be weaned off any type of depression medicine. Then you have to, like, if they decide they want to change your medicine, they just can't say, hey, I'm gonna stop this. They just can't say, I'm going to stop this and you try this. You have to be weaning off the medicine and it takes at least two weeks to be weaned off the medicine before you can try the other medicine because um, from experience, I have learned that doing that really puts you in a bad spot also. And I agree
1: with you on that. People thought I was crazy when I, I took myself off of Zola. And every Mm -hmm. time I opened my eyes, it was a possum playing with me and running in my kitchen. And it really wasn't one. Mm -hmm. But they were like, you know, and it was a man kept standing over me and I'm like, What you want today? But people thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. But it was really the medicine. It was Mm different. Because see Zolos, it never worked for me from the
5: start. When I first got the diagnosed, they put me on Zolos and it didn't work for me, period. And I was on a I was on a high dosage of Zolos, taking it three times a day and it didn't work for me at
1: all.
2: out Yes, it had me. I was just like what my mom would do with get and just Yeah, I need to check out my man groove Did
5: you say the green? Girl, the girl? Yeah. yeah. You know who's okay.
2: talking about? Yeah, I've heard a lot about him. Okay. the okay. Like, you for real. Like, you can watch it and just him talking. Okay. You what know, are you talking about?
0: Really? Okay. But, Callum, do you think um, that therapy helps you more, or your medicines, or was it your mindset that you wanted to be better than your situation?
5: My mind said it helped me, but I'm gonna say that therapy helped me the most. And the reason I say that because, you know, sometimes you can talk to people that you know about your situation. and some like if you haven't fallen out or whatever, they'll use it against you. In my opinion, I think it's real, it, it was better for me to talk to someone that I didn't know And um, when I went to therapy, my therapist, his name is Morgan and he's really awesome. And you know, he would listen to me and say, at me and listen to me say what I'm going through and he would interrupt me and when it came for his time to, you know, give his advice, he gave me his advice and one thing, if I don't remember nothing else, he told me, he told me it's okay to admit like, okay, I'm depressed today, I'm down, but I'm not going to be like this forever, this is only a temporary situation, he told me it's okay to say this and face it, just don't waddle in it, because you can tell some people that you are depressed or whatever, and they'll say, you shouldn't say that. Don't say that the power is in the tongue. Yes, the power is in the tongue, but at the same time, this is reality. I'm depressed. This is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I want to die. So let me get this out my mouth and then come up with a plan to keep me from having these thoughts and that is what my therapist did with me he said carolyn okay this is how you're feeling today but i want you to know that this situation is temporary and we're going to come up with some things to help you so um he uh if you can go on youtube and do this It's like mindless um relaxation and i i you i tried that and it really helped me too and like when I really felt I was at the end of the road, just, just about to fall off cliff, I could always call, you know, no matter what time what of day it was, I would always call and give me advice. Dealing with mental illness, you really have to watch who you talk to and tell, because people will use that against you. Because I've had that done a few times to so me, and I am so, defensive about people who talk about people who have mental illness or dealing with mental illness because it can happen to
1: anybody. Yeah. And you don't know how it feels until it's you and people don't mm-hmm. realize like you don't know like okay she, why she want to kill herself, why it make me want, you know people love saying that oh I never want to kill myself, oh I never do this I never do that. You can never say never until it's you
0: mm-hmm. and right. they never understand everything you said Carolyn was so true because one of the things that I jotted down that I learned from my therapist is that you have to honor your emotions but don't live in your emotions meaning that you have to acknowledge that okay I got this problem but okay I'm not gonna stay here and just waddle in this problem like you said Oh right, that is so true.
5: And that was the best advice my therapist could have ever gave me. So days now when I'm feeling depressed, I say, Okay, Carolyn, you're feeling like this, but it's temporary mm-hmm. temporary. Let's get up and see what we can do to get you uh, get yourself out of this situation. And um I also he I forgot the name of the book, but he also gave me a book to read too. And it was a really great book. It was like how to deal with um, depression and it was really spiritual too. And I read that book in two days and I'm telling you it's really a great book. Yeah.
2: My man saw a good
1: But another thing is too, like how I deal with mine and I have to stop if I'm depressed or something, I wake up, I look at the clock, come on, eight or nine o'clock, I'm ready for this day
2: to be over. Like, <laughs> and I go back to sleep, like, okay, let me go to sleep. So you're holding yourself. Yeah, it's like tomorrow will be my a better man, day. A man saw a dude say, He said most of your thoughts are in control, right? But mm-hmm. you gain control over your thoughts.
0: So your mind
2: Basically. You he know what I'm saying? What, what he's saying is, you know, he goes on and say, most of the time you are depressed and everything because you didn't so you got to find a way to get so rid of those memories. Or come
0: to face with them and let them go. Yeah. So I'm saying? Right. Wow. Wow. you have to, to, to deal see. because that's what you can repress some trauma, just, And then it can be something that trigger you. That's why yeah. you got to yeah. bring it all back. That's why you,
2: gotta so you right. got
0: you gotta to face it. Right. Yeah. You got to
2: face it. You got to face it and go through it. And yeah. yeah. run from it, run to it.
0: And you got to speak up, you know, sooner than later. Because the you more gotta You got to do this on the inside. Yeah. Though. You got, but you do got to do it on the inside. But sometimes you gotta actually face the problem head on yeah. and say, so, okay, this is the issue. You can't just let it um, keep lingering um, on because the more you let it linger on, the more it's gonna actually hurt you, right. this and what, the more thoughts are gonna be in your you gotta head. Figure out
2: this is what this is what's triggering.
0: Mm-hmm. You, know mm-hmm. right. trick. Yeah, you gotta find what's triggering yeah, yeah, you, that, so,
5: that is so, so true. You gotta find out what's triggering what's you trick? and you gotta come up with like ways to 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 deal with it. Don't don't try to depress it. I mean, um, piety or just act like it's not happening because silent depression is the worst depression. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And um, Karen, I remember one time I called you and I told you I was depressed and you was like, why are you depressed? And you was like,
0: you successful? You got this? And I was like, that's the problem. I'm, everybody thinks I'm so successful that I'm not subject to having anxiety or having depression. But people don't realize that how much pressure that other people put on you, um, because you know our background is, you know, we were some girls that came from a project that was never expected to be anything. And then once you make it to a certain level, people start looking at you, all, oh, well, well, what's she gonna do next or whatever? How she gonna do this and it's this you really become at war with yourself because you're trying to meet all these goals to say, okay, I made it, but at the same time, it's like, are you really doing this for yourself or you you doing it trying to prove a point? And then that kind of drove me into um, having um, depression or whatever, just worrying about everything that everybody else thought. Um, and it was really hard for me and it like, I had like, I started losing weight or whatever, Everybody's was like, girl, you look good, and I'm like, I'm stressed the hell out, and nobody wanted to believe that I was depressed or whatever, because they, I thought it was the bigger picture that, oh, well, she doing this, she doing that, but at the same time, I was really hurting inside. Mm-hmm. and nobody, what hurt me even worse was nobody wanted to believe that I was depressed, It was like, oh, you just making up stuff. You are right, you ain't dealing with that or whatever, you ain't been through nothing, but they don't know, you know, the real pressure that you really dealing with in your head. And that just, it really can, when you said you got to watch who you tell because people are using against you, um, that's so true. Because I, I just, I remember like you, you listened to me, but you was like, why? Or whatever. You was like, I got this going on, this going on. Um, But I do appreciate you actually listening to me and I knew
5: that I could come to you because I knew that you would understand the situation. But, right, because when you told when you came to me and told me, I never thought that you was making it up. But I'm going to be honest with you, I was shocked because, I mean, even before I told you, I would tell other people, my little sister is so successful. Like, she's doing everything. I'm so proud of her. She's younger than me, and she's just she's just doing it big. She got it going on. So when you came to me and told me that you were depressed, I, I'm like, how? Because I never, I was really shocked. I never expected out of all people for you. You to tell me that you was depressed because every goal that you set for yourself you accomplished mm-hmm. and so i never thought for once that you were doing it to show people hey yeah, i'm a girl from the projects but this is what i did i just thought that you had set these goals and you was just like I- I'm-, I'm doing this for me so i and when you told me that I, it, it scared me i was shocked and it scared me at the same time and i remember after we got off the phone i had prayed because i was like I never knew that out of all people, you would be depressed. I didn't know how you was going to handle it, and I knew how depression did me. And I was just like, I prayed I prayed for you, thankfully. I even cried because I was really hurt because I'm like, God, okay, I know depression is a lot, and I'm going through it. But I, I prayed to God not to let you go through that because it's real yeah when well you came to me and told me that I was really shocked I'm like Dominique depressed no this can't be true what is she, what she have to be depressed about She's successful. she's on her own she don't depend on nobody for nothing so i'm, I'm I was thinking what what did depression come from yeah so Carolyn listen at
0: this
1: so when she called you how did it make you feel like did you feel as if wow I'm not the only one going through this did it like? Kind of made like where I'm going is like I feel like if we speak on it more, like some people never know what you're going mm-hmm. through unless you speak about it and you might save someone else when you speak about it.
5: So that's right. What. Because when she called me, it like I said, when she called me and told me, my heart dropped and I was shocked. And if you know, I'm in but I I am wrong, And, 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 and I hard. listened to her because <laughs> when she told me, I could hear in her voice. That she was depressed. I could hear it. So I knew she wasn't making anything up. I knew she wasn't making it. But it made me scared because I know what depression can do Mm -hmm. to you. And so I didn't want her to have to deal with or go through what I had been going through and I was just like, and I listened to her and then I gave her advice, but when we got off the phone, I got on my knees and I prayed and I prayed in the spirit because when you pray in the spirit, it confuses the enemy and he can't intervene be in that prayer. And so I prayed in the spirit and afterwards, I knew that after I finished praying, that she was gonna be okay and I would text her and you know, the check on her or whatever, because I'm telling you, depression, I wouldn't want nobody that's close and dear to me, especially my siblings, to have to deal with that because I had been going through enough and to hear that from her, it really scared me because I didn't know be yeah, able to deal with it. Like I didn't know where it was gonna go.
0: Yeah.
5: And you know, a lot of people look at
0: successful people like, you know, uh, a lot of successful people have committed suicide and did other things because they can't handle. It. So I'm glad I didn't get that. You, uh, to call because I ain't know who to call. Because uh, I remember finally when I told Mama, she was just like, "Stop all that damn crying," and that ain't what I wanted to hear either. And I know my Mama loves us or whatever, but she just, she's just not that person that's gonna really just. You sit there and watch you cry and cheer you up.
5: Like, you know she love you, but she just... Yeah, she's you know, she just that person well yeah. Like, with her, I just think, I don't know, it's just like she has no feelings. Like, she like, suck it up. You stronger than that. <laughs> yeah. she, that you know, she that type of person. get like, my back Let that go, because she always tell me, anything you wasn't born with, you can live without. She yeah. always tell me that when I go to her about something. So, so yes, you're right, and like, I don't
0: know, people, people really don't know what it's like to go through depression until they walk in, in those shoes. Until you in it, like it's a whole, it's a whole other plan for you walking in depression. Like it's nothing, not nothing that you wanna go through. it's not anything you wish on nobody, but it's something that you really, uh, it's, just, it's hard to go through and get through, especially when you got other people looking at you and they think you are, totally okay with whatever, and you can't express yourself. Like for me, I think it's like that um, people that I want to tell that I was close to, I can't tell them because they were gonna judge me or whatever. And even though we was close the you know, the judgment, you know, it's basically like, shit the hell up like, you know, you, you straight. Can I say one more thing? Go
2: so, yeah. oh, I also say, right? you control, you can't control nothing. You right, mm-hmm. so all your feelings and thoughts come from the inside. Your happiness, your sadness. So why get other people control over you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So because everything. But you gotta get to that point though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta work on no doubt about it. But it's mean, gross. But you tell yourself that though. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. when um, you feel yourself getting mad, mm-hmm. you be like, "You don't control you. Yeah. See what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it definitely
2: broke step by step on. That'll, that'll see that. Like mm-hmm. seriously, like once you get good at it. You making yourself
0: happy? Yeah. So
1: uh, another thing. A, and that's so true. Another thing you and Coco said was, listen, y'all, I thought it was just my mama. I was like, man, a mama's supposed to pat your back when you crying and stuff, and I tell you, shut up, and no, all this is going to be OK. But when Coco <laughs> told me that I felt so much better, I said, oh, it's not just mine, because my mama was tough
2: <laughs>
0: we always make the jokes, she's got a horn of a dog. <laughs> it's like, she's not killing us.
2: All that corn cool uh-uh.
1: All that stuff, my mama ain't with it. Uh.
5: Yes. And if you yes.
0: don't make
1: it, my favorite
0: thing is, I'm just gonna keep your insurance up. Yes! yes. yes. I like, oh my god! So, you know, if you go on and you don't make it and you give up, she's gonna keep your insurance up and she's gonna get it real nice and she's gonna keep the rest the night. That's one thing she always said a little well, I'm gonna keep your insurance up. Oh. You talk.
5: Yeah, it can because I remember when I lost my cousin, um, her name was Lucy, and when I, I lost her when she died from um, cancer, mm-hmm. I had really, I really thought that I wasn't going to make it. I had fight to really keep on myself and so like my pastor, He's so awesome because I didn't even say anything to him. And he, when I went to church that following Sunday, he walked up to me and he said, "You shall live and not die." And he said, "I need for you to stop entertaining those thoughts because I didn't think that I could make it without her. Cause she was just like my everything. We did everything together. And then here it is. We were praying to God, you know, about her, you know, situation, and she died. Yeah. And I was just like out of my mind. I had so many ways to where how I was going to kill myself, and it, it wasn't like a quick and easy death. And that's another thing when I had my suicide thoughts, I didn't want it to be quick and easy. I wanted it to be long and slow. So, I, you know, people say, well, if you really want to kill yourself like you that, it would set the gun and shoot yourself in the knee. Of course, you can. But the way that those voices were in my head, it was like, you know, you want a long, slow death. And it was times where I used to get those voices to where I actually used to have to hit myself upside the head to try to get them out, but they wouldn't go anywhere. They just terrorized me all day and all night. And it was just, it was just awful. I didn't really inventing some things to where, I'd have been home by myself
0: and I hear no voices
3: and I just tear my whole
0: house up. And you would have somebody came in and tried to rob me or something, but it was me. Wow. And it's a such thing as seasonal or situational depression. Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, well, I talked December is the bad part um, of the year for me and my family. Um, this year I had COVID-19, I found out Two days after was my daddy's 15th death day anniversary. And then I ended up at the house by myself because I had COVID and had to um, quarantine. That was the worst damn time of my life. Christmas morning, I took down the Christmas tree and stuffed it in the damn box and started crying. And I could not handle it. And I was like, God, all the time you could've get, I I caught COVID, you made me catch it. During Christmas time, um, in December, doing, I'm always, I'm already dealing with grief, and I was like, God, why? But, um, sitting there them two weeks by myself, actually made me heal from other stuff that I was dealing with in the inside of me, because God actually made me deal with me, um, in those two weeks, and, um, I got to reflect back on a lot of stuff. I got to heal on a lot of stuff that I hadn't got over, um, so I actually needed that time. But seasonal and situational depression is also we, uh, especially on top of anxiety. Um, because I thought I was really going crazy, and it's like you know I had friends and family dropping stuff off at the door. Uh, I probably ate more um in quarantine because everybody. I'm talking about my brother and his mom about me dressing cabbage and pork chop. My best friend was bringing me crab legs. Uh, my sister was bringing me lasagna, all and groceries, Shoot. and uh, I'm waving You're at them out the out out out. window, <laughs> tapping at the window. Oh, um, <laughs> <you gonna> <laughs> you? Like I'm a little tapping at <laughs> them at the window, but at the same time, I'm in there like I'm depressed. Like this is the time where I, you know, I need people to love on me, and I can't be with nobody. But God actually made me really deal with me in a lot of situations, and. It actually ended up being therapeutic. Some stuff I, and I was actually able to leave in 2020 and not bring into the new year. But for me, I still like dealing with my dad. I still, I still sleep with a picture of my daddy in his casket next to my bed. Um, and that just kind of, it, it helped me sleep at night because I still feel like I need my daddy. So um, that, it, it it's weird, but it helps me.
1: Listen, it's this is what the pastor the said at the, the READ, my son's you funeral. he said, um, he talked about grief. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody tell you when to start. Don't let nobody mm-hmm. tell you when to start. He was talking about the different stages. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I don't feel so bad if I still grieve over my best friend. I don't feel so bad, you mm-hmm. know. He made me feel so, he was like, cry. He was like,
2: tell the like, telling me to cry. I'm trying to
5: get members,
2: man. Oh, <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> real. They had nice members
5: already. It's <laughs> all new people. I say, you can just grieve as long as you want to, but just don't let your grief, yeah, it's on on it's on on grief. Yeah, turn into grief. Because grief will really kill you. You really want to try to get grief out with, Grief will take you out the door.
0: Yeah, There was a point, I thought I was over it about two years ago, and then Uncle Junior died. And when Uncle Julia died, it like, right when I thought I was on grieving of my daddy, another father figure in my life that, and then it's like the, the, I started grieving all over again for my daddy because then it was like, well, okay, well, who, who gonna be my daddy now? <laughs> so um, that was, I think that, I think that's what really helped, what, what started me to grieve again. Uh, when I started going to counseling, on the counseling, um, one of the things that she told me she said it's not like you got abandonment issues, um, and, and when I had a good daddy, so it wasn't that he abandoned me. Um, just because it was just that when he got sick, you know, it was less time for us to spend together, less time for us to do together, and when he died, um, I felt like he abandoned me, and I always I never told anybody. My counselor was when she called it out. That was the first time I had acknowledged it. Um, that I had abandonment issues and so it's like you kind of look forward to like you know I'm used to people leaving me I'm used to friends walking out my life or whatever I'm used to, to only going good for a certain amount of time and then they they not in my life and you come accustomed to that you know dealing with um that type of mental disorder or whatever whether you acknowledge it or not it becomes your mindset this is how things work eventually somebody's here in your life for a moment and then you know eventually they leave and you know, you just have to learn how to um, how to heal from it eventually, or whatever. It's still, I still have certain triggers, um, but I'm I'm getting better little by little, baby steps, as I say. Um, I got another question. How do you deal with um, telling somebody you're dating that you have mental illness
5: oh, or yes. anxiety? Yes. I mean, well, for me, it's always been. Like, you know when i meet somebody and you know we get to know each other and i'll be like hey because i don't know, know who and somebody probably know me that know them and try to tell them and don't tell the story right so i say you know as we get to know each other i was just, i'd be like well i'm gonna tell you i have mental diagnosis and i tell them what it is and how many pills i take and i say as long as i stay on my medicine and take my Telling you this because I want you to know I don't want you to come as a surprise because dating somebody that's got a mental illness is really really hard. I'm telling you, it's hard to deal with, especially when the person is um, on and off their medicine like I was. Because like, I would be on my medicine doing good, but when I got off my medicine, my girlfriend would be like, "You ain't been taking medicine." Because every time that I did take my medicine, I would want to fight her. Like for no reason. The voices would tell me this, she doing this, she doing that, and she wasn't doing this So we go and fight and then she happened to call my mama, telling my mama how to jump on her. So um oh, I just tell them off the top because I don't want them to walk in that thing and be surprised or be shocked. And so just in case they don't know how to deal with mental illness, if they really want to be with you, I mean they can ask you, well, how I deal with this, how I deal with that, if you, you start acting like this, or even they have classes that you can go to that helps your mate, um, learn how to cope with, uh, learn how to deal with depression. If they're with somebody, that's the first but if you're dating somebody, my advice to you, don't keep it from them. Yeah. So listen, that can be scary and
1: the because like,
5: you like, I don't want them to know, you know, and leave me, and then it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying, but at times like this, I say, okay, just say you meet somebody, Uh and they're telling you that they really like you, right, but you haven't told them, about your, your issue, that you have a mental illness or whatever. So just say they really like you, and they've been showing you that they really like you, and then you say, okay, it's time for me to tell them. If they really like you, like they have been telling you, when you tell <coughs> them that, they still gonna stick right there with you. Listen, my mental illness is, ba- it's really, it's like, I feel like I get angry.
1: You do have anger. I have a real bad anger <laughs> issue. I'm not gonna lie. So I was dating someone and I didn't tell them I had an anger issue. And I told them to let me out the car. They had pissed me off. I said, "Let me out the car, like." And he was. He said, "Oh, you look so cute when you get." He said, "You like another person." I'm like, Mom, let me out the car." Like he still won't let me out the car. He says, "And next thing I know, I don't hurt this man." <laughs> like I done reached
5: over. Yeah, now that is scary. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I
1: was like, i like, I just put my hands on this. Like, then you, like, come down. And they say, come down out the high. I came down out anger and, like, oh my God,
0: what did I just do? I'm going and then to jail. You, you really be sorry. Yes,
1: you really be sorry. <laughs>
5: yes. They didn't yes. want to believe that yes. I had a baby. Yes. Yes. My face turned into hope
1: when I get angry. I knocked the hell out of this man. And I felt so bad. But he was crazy because he still used to bother me. You he like bothered that? me so bad. So I was trying to plan him a birthday party. Just so stuff can explode on him. Like, it was crazy. So I tried to. So how I deal with that, and I'm not taking medication, is I try to stay away from the people that bring me to that they're point. Him, right? That triggers me. So if they trigger me, I'm like, okay, let me just stay away Please. because they're gonna take yeah. me there. Yeah, right. yeah,
5: I understand yeah, this. It.
2: Exactly
1: what like, do you oh, want, man? Gonna...
5: This that can only help you <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, you have to bad. think about it. This is hard. You need to learn how to. <laughs> face them head on, even if a person triggers you, Mm -hmm. you need to come up with ways to be able to face them, even though you know they're gonna trigger you. Mm -hmm. And make you, try to make you angry or make you angry. You need to get in the habit of seeing what you can do to deal with a person that's, um, that would trigger you. Because you know, sometimes in life, we run into people where we really don't be prepared and they trigger you and what are you going to do that's just like staying away to me my opinion is like it's it's like running
1: and that's what i'm and that's so crazy because that's how i feel like to be running from it because like it's people that i'm like i don't want to see them now if i see them you know it might go totally left but another thing is too they always be like oh just carry a gun around i know me i will not carry a gun around
2: because
1: I know me. So to keep me <laughs> sane and I just like, I pray. I try not to put myself in a position to have to use a gun. I mean, hey, everybody needs a gun for their protection, but I try to stay away from it. But yeah, I do have to.
5: Uh, yeah, you need to You need to learn um, ways to mm-hmm. how to deal with it. Being around someone that triggers you or may trigger you, and once you get in the habit of doing that, you'll get it down pat, and you'll feel so good about yourself because I used to be like that too. When people used to trigger me, I used to be ready to fight, keep those and burn down houses. Yeah, right. that's me. But <laughs> I don't think like you really me. know your own strength.
1: When
0: no. Do it. Yeah, when you, uh when it kick in, you don't you don't know what you
5: might do. I promise, I, oh my God, I just snapped. I, I turned right. around. You what know, I'm saying. You know, when you're really mad, you don't know your strength, and you can do anything. It is like you could possibly take somebody's life. And that's why I say you need to try to deal with, you know, being around people who trigger you. Just be like, right. hey, what, how can I handle this situation? I mean, even if, like, you run into somebody that triggers you, just think about that. That's something that you should really, really think about and try to work on that and you know like once you get it together, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some a lot of time. It's nothing that's going to happen over weeks, but when you get it, when you're able to do it for the first time, I'm telling you, you're going to feel so good about yourself. You really are.
0: And it's going to help too. Mm-hmm. I, got to, I have
1: to work
0: What advice would you give to somebody that's dealing with some untreated depression and afraid to tell anybody? Um,
5: what advice would you give or what else do you have to tell? For a person that has untreated depression, I would tell them like if they didn't feel like they could talk to somebody that's close to them. Talk to somebody that they don't know. There's a lot of hotlines out here that you can call if you're depressed to talk to people. Um I'd say get into a doctor, try to get a therapist that you can talk to, do something. Just don't let it be untreated. Don't continue to be silent because silent depression is the worst depression and it will kill you faster than anything. Yeah, it definitely will. Anybody else got any more questions or something
0: they wanna say? Karen, thank you.